hurry into Chemist Warehouse and celebrate footy finals with their footy finals half price vitamin sale. Stock up on all your favourite vitamins today. Be quick, end September 24. Hey, B, producer Luke, I'm not going to be a dinosaur that whacks social media because I like using social media. I really like Instagram, I like Twitter, I scroll through them a lot. Wait, probably way too much. Uh, take or leave Facebook and any of the others, no thank you. Mm. And then I learned there's another one out there. And this has to be the floggiest form of social media in the world. And would you believe it, a member of our side is part of Strava? Oh, no. Luke. It's what? not me for a change. No, no, what he's doing? What is this? Strava. Well, it's, it's Facebook for fit nerds. Well, so, you know, like... Uh, isn't, with... Are the other apps not hot enough for you or something? <laughs> no, so, you know, like, you've got all your smartwatches and stuff. So, like, I obviously do a lot of running, a lot of cycling, swimming, that kind of thing. Yeah. So it, that's all recorded on my watch. So you, you link it to your phone, it syncs those activities, and it uploads it to an app called Strava, where basically you can just sort of... Compare your runs and your things oh with God. other people who do the same thing. My watch that you bought me that I wear every day, by the way, thank you. Yeah, it's a nice watch. My Garmin. It, when I signed up to all the apps and everything to like track all my exercise, same thing. It was like, do you want to let people know? <laughs> what are they going to get a message that's like she actually went to Pilates today? Yeah, and and so like you can join different like running groups and stuff on Strava. Yep. You can uh, when you run with a friend who also has Strava, right. it'll connect your runs and say that. You you ran together? I, I don't know as much as I thought it would because you go back to that Garmin one. I used to do that when I was playing golf because you could record your score and you could see if you'd shot lower than someone else, you yeah. put it there and be like, uh. sucked in, bitch. Yeah. Um, so I understand that element of it, but it does sound like a bit of a circle jerk where fit people are just like, mm, 21 days. Yeah, no, it, it, it really is. Do you it hook can up? be quite competitive. I've never known. Yes, can but you no, slide in you DMs? To people hook up on it and Surely. go, I don't know, can probably. you slide in DMs? Can you message people? Uh, you can comment on people's race. So, yeah, uh, you can probably follow. You can Because you can follow anyone if they've got a public profile. Right. You can kind of follow them and be like, oh, yeah, nice run. We should go on a run one day. And what is the level of fitness you have to be at? Like, can I oh, be on Strava if I do squash? Possibly, yeah. Okay. I think. I'd, Is that fit enough? Can you compare squash stats? <laughs> I don't know. There's gonna be like eight people on it, and they're all fifty plus. <laughs> I don't know. If, I don't know how it would record a squash session, yeah. but yeah, I suppose you could. Uh, doesn't sound like you want me there, don't worry. No, well, I, no, I just fine. don't know. It's all right, you running wankers, you're not one of us common folk. <laughs> Too cool. That's fine. We don't need to be part oh. of your life. Well, no, you can if you want. You know what I do like, and I just wear it to help myself physically. You see all the runners now. A lot of football players wear it. I think the brand's Catapult, and it's almost a male bra, like a crop top thing. Oh, like yes. I wear that in the NRL and yeah. stuff all the time. Jeez, it sucks your boobies in. And and as a man that has nipples, yeah. not nipples, but bosom area that's a little bit large and I like them to me, I'd love a Catapult. That'd be great. I'd wear it under my T-shirts every day. Suck in the boobs. Oh, yeah, no, I don't. I, no. Why don't you, you just don't, normalise it? Get you don't one. have moves. Yeah, I do. No, you don't. Yeah, I do. You're a fit person. Yeah, no, they're there. No, they're not. I just, I just have very good fitting shirts. You don't notice them. I have good fitting you shirts. You wear your shirts so undone that we'd know if you had yeah, boobs. Yeah, you want us see to them. see your moobs. Yeah. Well, they're there. For those that don't, can't see us, which is all of it, um, <laughs> Luke <laughs> it unbutton, <is> <laughs> unbuttons his shirt all the way to his navel. No, yeah, I you do, do not. You do. And it's, he's not got a single hair on his chest, but apparently he's got a hairy sphincter. So there you go. Oh, okay. So yeah, it always makes up for it in another area, yeah, doesn't exactly. it? Yeah, mm. exactly. i got a friend like that. Not a hair so on his body. And I remember seeing him naked in the showers for the first time. My God, you needed a machete to, to get through that Amazon. It was incredible. <laughs> oh. ah, that's a good <laughs> oh, okay. um, That's a... Just 
discussing. Yep. Yeah, All right, thanks. radio show. It, and, and by the way, it was a special show today with Are You OK Day. Some yes. great guests. Thank you, Luke. You introduced us to some wonderful people. Yeah, Baz Dubois mm-hmm. from uh, from the living room. He's also a uh, board member for Are You OK Day yep. and a uh, great chat. Yeah. Really, really great I, chat. I, I honestly think genuinely, I reckon we asked two questions the whole time mm. we spent with him and the stories he was able to tell, incredible. Yep. He's a very personable guy mm. and, yeah, we're lucky that he chose to share that much because ah, it sounds awesome. like a tough time. Awesome. Um, we're also lucky that we do work for a company like ours that does value its staff's uh, mm-hmm. mental well-being. So we also spoke to Kieran Hayes, who's one of our HR managers, yep. um, about uh, the employee assistance program, which is something that the three of us have all utilised at some stage during our time with SCA. Uh, it's just it's about accessing free mental health uh, uh, services, yep. um, which it's all sponsored by... Workplace yeah. and um, how mm. how other workplaces can implement, uh, and a lot the same of them program. do have it as well. So it's almost just a little reminder that if you do work for a company, maybe mm. ask because you might not know. Yeah. I don't even know how long we've had it for. It could have been years. I reckon in COVID, it became a lot more evident that it was available. The, the big one for me with it, and I know it's a little thing, and people always say, "I'll oh, go to your GP and get a referral." I actually don't want to do that if I want to talk about my mental health, and, and everyone's different. I I I prefer to keep that different to the conversations I have with my GP. So I think that's what I like about the work one. It was literally, you go through something you trust in management, they set up three free sessions with a counsellor. I'd done it for the first time at the start of this year. I know, as you said, all of us have as well. Yep. Uh, yeah, and I'm not I'm not just, you know, farting in the wind to make the company happy. Let's be honest, I've done some things on this show that have made the company very unhappy. Uh, but this is one of those things. This is one of those things that I'm very proud to be part of. Yeah. Well said. Uh, and uh, we also looked into the world of exclusive clubs. Yes. As well. I've joined a punk club from that. I don't think you have. I don't I, think I you think, were invited. I think no, he said denied. I could be. No, yeah. AB tried to get me denied. That's what she does. She's. Mate, a, did she's, I lie? A, did a, I tell you know a lie? Are? You're a punt blocker, is what you are. A punt block. Did I tell a lie? No. I don't think you're in the club. But mate. you told too much truth, is what you did. <laughs> <laughs> hey, here's an extended little podcast hook for tomorrow. By the time we record this tomorrow, I've been holding onto a secret from you. So a good secret, by the way, not a hurtful secret to anyone. Luke knows about this. He yeah. got me onto it. I've been... Oh, I don't even want Head to say... Hunted? Yeah. Oh, gosh. I, I, I've, I've been invited to do something that I shouldn't do, but I probably will do for the sake of this show, and I think you'll want to be part of it. It's massive. It's really. It's the biggest invitation I've had all year. Charity box. No, it's bigger than charity boxing. Stop guessing, because eventually at some stage you will get it, and that makes it boring. But this time tomorrow you'll have that information. Yeah. We've never done it. Do you actually know what it is, or is he? Luke brought it to me. No, I do, I do. (gasps) And he he showed me. I said, "Oh, mate, are we serious?" He said, "This is one hundred percent legit." Yeah. Okay. All right. I'm keen. Anyway, uh, that's tomorrow. Is, that is tomorrow. <laughs> but this is today, and we're off to play squash. AB literally said, can we record the podcast five minutes earlier? I want to go to Kmart. Go to Kmart, mate. <laughs> Buy your you pillows. Bet. We'll talk to you soon. This is Triple M's Rush Hour with AB and Elliot. Today, AB, Thursday, the 14th of September, is Are You OK Day? All about sparking 
what can be really difficult conversations for a lot of people. The Are You OK website is a wonderful resource as well if you want to jump on board there with some awesome people involved. Our guest today, one of the most beautiful faces on the television screen you could ever see with, I think, the best name in telly too, Mr. Barry Dubois. Good afternoon. Hello, mate. How are you guys? Doing really well, Baz. I appreciate you joining us on, on what is a really special day. Can you tell us, first of all, how you got involved with Are You OK Day? Oh, it's a pretty simple one. I mean, I, I, when I first got on TV, they said I was going to have a platform and I had to have a charity, and I already had one. They, mm-hmm. they had ideas of where I might go, but I mentioned Are You OK Day? And back then, that's over 10 years ago, as you can imagine, they said, what's that? Isn't that mental health? Oh, not so happy about that. And I said, well, that's who I'm going with because, um, you know, through a bunch of events that affected me pretty traumatically and that was a physical uh, injury, then it was grief, then it was uh, personal issues with my wife and I going through failed IVF attempts and then my wife getting cancer. It was sort of a whole bunch of reasons that had me uh, manifesting really deep and dark thoughts and um, my wife recognised that I was out of sorts and although she tried to help me I rejected her um, help uh, but she didn't give up on me and, and she said to my mates make sure you check in he's not right I know he's not right and they kept telling her don't worry about Baz he's the toughest man alive he'll be fine but one night when I was considering something incredibly dark and uh and thankfully, um, thankfully, a mate did ring up and ask me how I was going, and that started a, a longer conversation. And uh, to cut a long story short, that took me from a near-fatal experience to being here, able to talk to you about it today. So, um, as I always say, you don't wake up Monday mornings depressed. It takes a long time to get into it. You can wake up Monday morning after having a shit weekend, but, um, you know, depression takes a while to get get into the darkness it can manifest itself into something like suicide but the thing is we do act differently and the people that are closest to us notice that difference and they just need to be brave enough and um and trust their own gut and ask the question are you okay Oh, wow, Barry. Thank you so much for sharing. That is incredibly beautifully said. I mean, you've been through a lot. That's no secret. You've been quite public about it. And in the past, you've talked about emotional resilience, something that you've had to form since all of your battles and struggles. Have you got any tips for people that are trying to strengthen theirs? Emotional resilience. Yeah, we we need our cup of emotional equity at least half full. You know, I I try and have mine overflowing so that I can give, but also love myself. And and in the society that we live in uh, at the moment, I coach this to corporates every day. We are facing thousands of messages, thousands of digital messages, thousands of bits of information. and and, And within those things are issues. And, you know, 100 years ago, we used to thrive on problems and issues and that we would develop a strong resilience, a stronger sense of character from it. But with the amount of messages that we're receiving today, we're teaching ourselves not to resolve problems. And we're realising that most of life is just a white noise that you don't have to worry about. But what that does is allow us to step back from society, not engage the way we did, not care about ourselves the way we used to, or, or the way we can. So what I recommend is, first and foremost, and being Are You OK Day, is keep an eye on your friends. Because if you recognise that that's happening to them, that's the time to find uh, a good space and a good time to ask them, are they OK? Engage in that conversation, listen really carefully, and then follow up on it. But, but outside that, if you haven't reached that point, you will understand this. 
And what I mean by that is once you get to that place of depression where I was, you didn't understand what help was. You didn't actually want help. I didn't want help. I believed I'd manifested thoughts in my head that told me look, the world would be better off if I wasn't here. I thought that my wife who loved me dearly would be better off if I just disappeared. So don't leave it to the person to tell you. Look for the signs, trust your gut, and ask them the question. Barry, you are a – and we've seen you on Network 10's The Living Room. Uh, it's the first time I've spoken with you. You are an incredible person, and I know you don't want to dive into your own battles with health that, that you're going through as well, but uh, – I know for a fact what you've just said then has resonated with a lot of people and, and I reckon you've helped inspire some conversations today. So thank you so much for joining us on the Rush Hour with, for this year's Are You OK Day. You are a champion of a human being. Thank you and love to everyone that listens to you and take care of each other. Again, if you want to head along to the Are You OK website to, to help with anything in sparking these conversations, areyouok.org.au. And also Lifeline, as always, 13 11 14. Across Queensland on Triple M, the Rush Hour with AB and Elliot, one triple three five three, our phone number. Give us a call if you have a story of what you found under the house. This could be a new place you moved into. Maybe you were there for years and you, you finally took a deep dive and found something incredible. Uh, there's a house for sale at the moment in Kelvin Grove in in Brisbane, your, oh, yeah. your old stomping ground. Yeah, not a bad little suburb. I went to uni there. Yep, it's a, a, a beautiful looking house and three bedroom, three bath, all that. They were having a look at the downstairs area, a lot of space down there. And then they found almost like you'd see in the movies, a secret trap door passageway thing. They went down and what it was, it was a a war bunker from the Second World War. They're thinking what? they've done work into it. They think it was built around 1942, right smack bang in the middle of the war. And this bunker's huge. It goes from one end of the house to the other. This huge bunker is, is obviously part of the sale and the owners there for a long time had no idea. Could it just be one of those like tinfoil hat kind of people who built it? Who's like apocalypse? I'm in a. No, no, that's what I'm saying. They said, it was, they said said it was built in 1942. Okay, well, if you are a tinfoil hat person, yeah. this is perfect for right, you. Okay. Start putting your beans and everything yeah. inside now. Get it going. One triple three five three. What did you find under the house? Now, it's rare you get bunkers. We lived in a house on Thursday Island when I was a kid, and it was again a, a very old place. And you go right underneath the house. It was on a slant. You'd almost have to crawl on your hands and knees to get up through the dirt and the gravel. But we did often because under there was about 100 really old glass bottles that were old liquor bottles from the 1800s. Wow. Each bottle worth around 100 bucks a pop, some of them a lot more. So these sold for, in total, I believe over thousands of dollars, and they were just sitting there under that house for God knows how long. Mine's a little bit more grim. It wasn't my house, but my friend Anna. I used to go to her house all the time as kids. Mm. And in the middle of the night, we'd be woken up to quite a commotion downstairs. Anyway, it was after a while that they realized that underneath their house was like the local cat fight club area. Oh. And yeah, there were some. What strays would just brawl? Yeah, like local, even domestic cats. She had a cat and it was always trying to get out. It was oh. like, let me, let me have them. And they all met there together. Yeah, and unfortunately, they'd. With some fallen some losers, ones some losers. and their remains. <laughs> some past heroes. Where is she had like cat fight club oh, graveyard underneath God. her house? Pet cemetery. All right. Yeah. One triple three five three. What did you find under the house? We got war bunkers. We got expensive bottles from way back, and we got cat, cat fight, fight club. club carcasses. We're going to Bowen first. Hunter, what did you find under your house, mate? An echidna. Oh. oh. Like just living there. 
Four foot. Four foot. Say that again, Hunter. Four foot under the house. Four foot under the house. I thought you were going to say four oh, foot long. Four foot tall. That, that like, would be a record. Read someone about that. While you're here, Hunter, have you ever farted on your producer or not Not something you've... <laughs> nah, Hunter's We, we scared him off again. Yeah, Fair okay. enough. Hunter is a child too, so thank you for your call. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, good work from you. Yeah. Ken is in Rockhampton. Ken, what did you find under the house? Well, we were renovating this old house and we were stripping the walls and that. And, the, and then behind the walls we found this old... Fireplace. Yeah. And he wrote, um, just up beside the fireplace was this little gap, and we had a look, and uh, and, and there was a bloody skeleton in there. <gasps> of a person, and, Ken? Yes. And anyway, uh, we had to get the police involved and all that sort of stuff, and then they they sent the bones. This is to uh, to the forensics. Yep. And then when the results came back, we were very surprised. Because it turned out to be the 1946 Irish hide and seek champion. What? Oh, oh yeah. Okay, no, it's a okay. joke, isn't I it? We both. I just got that. But was there a body? I'm so confused. I, I don't think there was okay. a body. Ken is funny, though. I love that after, I'm not going to lie, producer Luke had to write on there, it's a joke. Because yeah, we would have taken that seriously. AB's Googling. Uh, you farted on him and gave his, him special no. <laughs> You're an idiot. Triple M's Rush Hour with AB and Elliot. One of my favourite things to do is to hear other people who are much smarter than me's theories about things Mm. and pretend that they are my own. And unfortunately today, Queensland, if you are one of those couples who post a lot about your relationship on social media, this one's directed at you. It's from a girl named Faith Niece on TikTok. The longer the anniversary post caption, the worse the relationship. And the couples that rarely post or don't post at all online be having the time of their lives in real life. Basically, couples that overdo the posting about their anniversaries and their love for each other tend to have the worst relationships. Based on? I have seen this from personal experience a lot with people that I know. And there were even comments further with other theories of people. One guy said, when the guy in the relationship's caption talks about ups and downs, they were all downs. He cheated on her. (laughs) Why are you laughing? I just, you realise what this makes you. What? You're a conspiracy theorist. That's literally the definition. When you take someone that doesn't have scientific research behind it and then believe it, you're a conspiracy theorist. How exactly would they be able to get scientific research on this matter? Okay, exactly. So it's probably not correct. The whole thing is this. Let's be honest. If we're being cards on the table, I don't want to hit you where it hurts. Your husband, Alex, doesn't like taking photos, which is why you don't post relationship stuff on social media. I just don't think I have to. If we're having an anniversary or whatever, I just go do my own thing. No one has to. And I went to school with a girl, and I follow her on Facebook and Instagram. She used to post about her husband incessantly, and it would be all these really long, oh, you know, we've had some really tough times this year, but we've got through it. I know I nag you, ha, 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 but, you know, you have your problems as well. Anyway, love you. Mm. Divorce after one year. Right. I just think... That's one example. If you're overcompensating with your posting... Yep. Maybe there's a bit wrong. I would suggest that people that are worrying about what other people are posting maybe have their own issues. Don't bring logic to this TikTok conspiracy theory, please. You just said the words, for God's sakes, woman. Triple M's Rush Hour with AB and Elliot. Obscure History with Elliot Lovejoy.
I want to tell you a story today about one of the most incredible women I've ever heard of. I'll flash you back to World War II. In the 1800s, they attached bells to the coffin door and the arms of the people, so if they're still alive, they'd hear a bell on top of the grave and they'd dig them out. Saved by the bell. that was... Literally ride shotgun. So the passenger would carry a shotgun in order to scare off robbers who might want to attack them. Modern history, love it. School didn't listen to a damn thing, which is why I think I have such a vested Your poor interest teachers, now. They must be like, well, we tried to tell you. Yeah, shout out, Mr. Angus, if he's still going around. Our producer Luke is here as well for this Hello. one. I got a yarn from the early 1800s. Is that still modern history? Yeah. When does it swap from modern to ancient? The early 1800s. Yeah. That's ancient history. Is it? Yeah. Well, I love ancient history. Oh, too. maybe not. You actually. don't know, do you? BCs. All right. It's one of them. I love history. Uh, I'm going to tell you a tale today. Now, everyone always goes on when you say, oh, who's the most famous pirate in history? You'd say, oh, Captain Jack Sparrow, you know, Johnny Depp. He's not Depp. real, though. He's not real. But He's most famous. When people yeah. think, like a black okay, beard or red sure, beard or sure. one of them. Forget any of the beards. Hook. Um, were they, yeah, Hook. Again, not real. Um, <laughs> or maybe Hook was real. I don't know. Um, no, the most famous pirate of all time didn't have a black beard or red beard or any beard because the most famous pirate of all time was a lady. I'm going to tell you the yeah, story the girls. today. Yeah, the girl. Yeah, the Of Ching Shi. Now, she was a Chinese pirate and she is known as the greatest of all time. This is why. Uh, during the early 1800s, which is ancient or modern history, um, she actually started a professional career as an adult as a escort. An escort. Okay. Yep. Okay. yep. It was um, big business back in the 1800s, still is today. World's oldest profession. <laughs> still pretty popular. Um, she actually met this guy called Zhang. So Ching met Zhang. Zhang was a pirate. They fell in love through uh, escorting. Okay. And Zhang decided to rid her of that world and... Married this is like her. the pretty woman of the pirate world. I've never seen that movie. Um, Zhang really? marries Ching. They have a couple of kids. Mm-hmm. Zhang takes Ching onto the pirate boat. They become pirates together. He treated her as the equal, so she was equal captain of the ship. Okay. Zhang falls overboard two years later. Oh, no. No. And Ching takes over his fleet. Soul captain. It's rumoured that Ching Shi, our greatest ever pirate... In all her years of piracy, which is not the stuff where you rip and tear DVDs, where you're doing the stuff out in the open ocean. If she did do that, though, great. Good for her. It was a long time ago, so I don't know that she did. (laughs) Rumoured that she never lost a battle. So in all her time as as the captain of her ship, she was undefeated, as was her fleet. Even better than that, her kids went on once she passed as well to take over from her. And guess what she did in retirement? Because she eventually retired as a pirate. Grey nomad around Australia. No, she ran one of the first ever illegal gambling syndicates. Of course uh, she did. (laughs) I love that. So in modern terms, she was a pirate and then she created Sportsbet or any of them. She was infamous. She ran casinos. How good. What a woman. Do a bit of reading if you can. There's a great YouTube series I've been watching as well. Ching Shi. I don't know why we worry about the Ming Dynasty. The Ching Shi Dynasty was way more interesting. Yeah, we're going to get the Ching Shi Dynasty in a movie. She is incredible. And there are some rumours that say Zhang, her husband, who fell overboard, might have got a little Ching push, but, uh, you know. He deserved it if he did. He saved her from a lot of escorting. Yeah, we don't know the truth. She might have liked escorting. (laughs) 
I'd lot say more pirate She's got it to have left it. Yeah. Pirate, being a pirate is more dangerous, though. You get pushed Depends, overboard yeah, on the clientele. Yeah, this is Triple M's Rush Hour with AB and Elliot. It's been trending all this week. Uh, the words, the Chairman's Lounge. And a lot of people in Australia didn't seem to know that this particular club existed. It is when you sign up to Qantas, obviously yep. you have the option of becoming a Qantas club member. From there, there's the Business Club Lounge. And then there's another one above that called the Chairman's Lounge. And it's in the news headlines for all the wrong reasons. Basically, a bunch of public servants and judges and stuff have been named as members of the Chairman's Lounge when their job is to relegate airlines like Qantas. Right. So it seems a little bit biased. Uh, People are talking about the Chairman's Lounge, what the experience is like. My dad is actually a member of the Chairman's Lounge, or was when we were kids. So I did spend some time in it when I was younger. It's... It's just a glorified Qantas club, but the Prime Minister goes to it. Very exclusive. Yes, yes, yes. So there's only a certain number of members. You don't wait for food or anything like they bring it to you. That's the difference. But there aren't going to be many people in Queensland who are members of clubs like that, but we want to hear about the more exclusive clubs. More exclusive than the chairman's. You bet. Like what? Like you were a member of your local garden club. A book club, right? which is the envy of all of your friends. You'd love to join. I, I actually tried to, bo- to join my auntie's book club, and they rejected me. Right. They said they've got too many members, they can't handle it. Okay. One triple three five three. what's your chairman's lounge? An exclusive club that you're a member of. You're not a social guy, so I doubt... I'm, I'm not, but oh, there is one. Uh, I'm a founding member of the Buckaholics. What's uh, that? My one true love is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers playing the NFL. Boring, I know. Um, we run a Facebook page that started in 2010, has about 24,000 members, and we vet people before they can come wow. into there. So they've got to answer serious questions, you know, like who fumbled the ball in the 2002 playoffs. That Yeah, made, they test you. That kind of thing. And, and if they don't have the knowledge, we don't let them into the Buckaholics. I mean, like, there are Freemasons and stuff out there still. That's pretty hard to get into. What's that again? It's like a men's society. Oh, okay. that, it dates back years and years and years. Right. Uh, I don't know if they run many of them anymore, but they're still out there. You occasionally meet them. Masonic okay. Lodges, all about. One triple three five three. Forget the Chairman's Lounge. Yep. It's not exclusive. They let yep. me in, for God's sakes. Yep. What is your exclusive club that you're a member yep. of? We'll get to your calls. But you're saying if you weren't allowed in your auntie's book club, you weren't in anything. You weren't chess captain at school. You know, the chess club. I was club debating like, captain. I oh, see so you were. You I was the, in debating club. You loved arguing in high school. That, is, that <laughs> actually blows me away. Yeah, not surprising right. at all. Okay. I think they pity gave me that role One, as well. One, triple, so three, five, three. What is your version of the chairman's lounge? A much more exclusive club like your local gardening club, your auntie's book club, the debating club, the buckaholics, whatever Indoor it might be. Indoor cricket club, yes. whatever it is, give us a call. On one, triple, three, five, three. We'll go to Harvey Bay first. Count on one, triple, three, five, three. Which club are you a member of? Tell us about it, if you can. Well, I can tell you that it is a travel-related club, so Ooh. anyone in hotels or in airlines or in travel agents like myself yeah. can enter it. Uh, we can Pre-COVID, we had $50 deals to Fiji. Oh. Now, post-COVID, it's just you pay taxes, so you can get business class flights to, say, Europe for $450 return. It's pretty darn Can we join? Cat is um, the question. Are you in the industry of hotels, tourism, anything like that? 
I mean, we do radio. Ah, <laughs> uh, then you. I'm really sorry, but you can travel with someone. Hint, right. hint. If you want to, like, take the trip to the radio station to somewhere else. I, I did, and I know this is bad. When, when I, I lived in the Middle East for a bit, and I desperately tried to shack up with a flight attendant from Emirates or any oh, of them they there, get because great deals. they would get that, wouldn't mm. they, Cat? Oh, I think yeah. they can. I think yeah. Emirates, you can fly anywhere on yeah. the world on standby yeah. for free. Yeah. Because Emirates have pretty damn yeah. good. Yeah. I remember Virgin people. <laughs> Virgin people were the same as well. All right, let's go on to Townsville cat. now. Good on you, Cat. Michael, which exclusive club are you a member of? Oh, exclusive club of Stripey Dog Racing. SDR, as we call it. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, there's a, sorry. No, just tell us about it. Yeah. There's a couple of prerequisites. Mm. Um, you've got to know how to punt. Yep. Um, you've got to punt on the dogs. Right. And therefore, only the two dogs, because that's the stripey dog. Okay, yep. <laughs> um, you've got to play golf. Right. Um, and you got to drink beer. Okay, I reckon you could be a member. Me? <laughs> oh, no, yeah, you, can you, will you accept someone who drinks Fanta instead? <laughs> uh, um... I'm going to say I'm going with the no one. Yeah, 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 fair, Michael. You you don't want me there. Respect. Appreciate the call, Michael. Still to come this afternoon on Triple M's Rush Hour, we're going to have a sit down for Are You OK Day uh, with the man that I believe, if you're an employer out there, if you own a business in Queensland, is going to make it so much easier to help your staff in the world of mental health. We'll dumb it down for you soon on Triple M. Are you okay today? Of course, today we are asking you to start those conversations, to check in a friend that you don't necessarily have to be concerned about, but just someone you haven't spoken with in a while and, and ask that question. Are you okay? Um, there's something that our company does, AB. I'm going to put this in the most layman's way possible because it's the only way I understand it. Mm. Uh, here at Southern Cross Asteria, one thing I'm really proud of is from the top, uh, mental health is is something that, that we put at the forefront of our caring. Uh, we have a system that will be explained by an expert in a second uh, that we can essentially go to our management, someone privately say, hey, I'd love to speak to a, a counsellor. Then we have a system where we get a few uh, free sessions to head along. It's And it's all external. Yep. It's not internal yep. so that you You've got privacy, and it seems to be covered from work. I've used it. You've used it. Yep. Producer Luke has used it. And joining us now um, from our HR team at Southern Cross, actually, uh, Kieran Hayes, our HR manager. Kieran, appreciate you joining us on on Are You OK Day. Can you tell us a little bit about the process as an employer going about making sure we have these resources? Yeah, look, it's it's actually a lot easier than you'd think. Um, so I'll give you a bit of background on what an employee assistance program is to begin with. Is that all right? Yes. Um, look, generally speaking, as you've sort of touched on, it's a confidential counselling service that employers offer their employees just to support their psychological well-being. Um, and that's, that's in the workplace and in their personal lives as well. Um, look, AOPs often have various features, but the main one is the telephone support that you've sort of touched on. It's often with a psychologist, a counsellor, or some other kind of coach. But um, look, they're a really amazing referral service for team members who might be struggling. And it's really not limited to work-related stress. Mm-hmm. They can support with sort of personal stress, financial well-being, trauma, addiction, grief, physical health, um, just to make sure that it's a real sort of all-encompassing service to make sure that people are getting the support that they need in whatever they're facing. Kieran, if there is a business out there right now in Queensland listening, thinking this is something I should offer for my employees, what have been the benefits for you guys that you've found having this service available? Uh, the, the main one that I would say is it actually encourages these conversations that we know are so important. 
So a lot of the times when it comes to having a wellbeing conversation, people feel like they need to solve problems. Um, a manager or a coworker might actually not approach someone struggling because they think, oh, I don't know what I'm going to say. I don't know how to fix it. So they just avoid the problem altogether. But really, knowing that you've got that referral service in the background actually encourages those sorts of conversations. Um, and look beyond that, you've got business benefits as well. If you've got a healthy workplace, if people are feeling supported, they're more likely to be productive. You're going to reduce your absenteeism due to sick leave or whatever else it might be. Um, and you're going to reduce turnover. So realistically, it's it, it's an investment. Let's not beat around the bush, but it's a really crucial one that I think all businesses mm. need to make. In a perfect world, Kieran, um, you know, we'd love to see every small business across, Kieran, you know, Dave's tiling shop in bloody Mackay yeah. with four employees. You'd love to see that service there. Affordability is something that people are going to always ask, though, yeah. because let's be honest, we're a big company, Southern Cross Osterio. Yeah, yeah. Is it... Uh, feasible that that smaller businesses could make this happen and make sure that we have access to to, to getting a little bit of help for ourselves? 100%. So if you think about any other service that a small business is engaged with, it's scaled. You've got small business accounting software. You've got small business HR software. You've got small business legal specialists. This industry of employee assistance programs has done the same thing. There are smaller versions that will suit the needs of a small business and they're going to come at a much lower cost. Mm. Um, a quick Google search of literally small business EAP service is going to give you a lot of results of services designed purely for those small to medium businesses. Um, just go online, do a quick Google, do some digging and consider what's right for you. And they're really quick to set up as well. Um, you, could, you can sort of have that support in place and deliver it to your staff pretty quickly. Well, I truly believe, I mean, everyone across the state uh, deserves the, the access to, to help with their mental yeah. health. And, yeah. and if we can offer it, the first few in particular, for free to our employees, if we can make our employees' lives that little bit happier, I think uh, employers out there, you, you maybe owe it to yourself to do a little bit of research if you can. Kieran, it's something I'm really proud of our company for. It's um, I'm not taking the mickey. It, it helped me a lot mm. when I, I first reached out in, in January and I actually still go to the same bloke now. So do I. Because so, you can continue on with these people as well yeah, and their yeah. counsellors as as yeah. well as psychologists. Kieran Hayes, exactly. uh, our HR manager with Southern Cross Asteria. Appreciate your time on Are You OK Day, mate? Good on you. Thanks a lot. Hurry into Chemist Warehouse and celebrate footy finals with their footy finals half-price vitamin sale. Stock up on all your favourite vitamins today. Be quick, end September 24.